0: Hey everyone this is Austin Schur here with We Write About Music and today I'm speaking with James Wallace who is much better known as Colored Clocks. He has just shared his newest album titled The Floral Emblem and I am honestly beyond excited to talk to him all about it. James I want to thank you so much for coming on today. How are you doing?
1: Hey Austin. Uh, yeah going good. Um, had a, a big day I guess but just uh, relaxing into the evening now, I suppose.
0: Nice, well, uh, no better time to talk about your music and how fantastic it is. I wanna hop right into it. And I think for any first time listener, they may be not necessarily confused as the word but like overwhelmed by the amount of sound going on here so what I want to what I want to focus on to begin with is really what it's all about I want to talk about the lyrics and if there is sort of an overarching message that
1: you're trying to pass off on the record completely um yeah okay I think um there's no like intentional theme I would say that I sort of strive to make clear or anything like that it's not really a story, in, in my opinion. It's more just like I get these ideas or songs. Mm-hmm. Um, normally I get like a lyric and a melody together and I flesh out each song individually. And I think they're sort of connected naturally in a sense, but I don't try to sort of, you know, put forth a message or anything like that. It's more kind of how the song feels, how I feel when I make it, what I think makes for a good lyric in a certain position, I suppose. But sure, there's more a well, the conscious effort to
0: Well, what comes comes first for you? Is it the lyrics that start the song or is it kind of playing around on your instruments and then adding in the lyrics and afterwards?
1: Um, I think it does vary, but typically these days, I think it's more commonly sort of a melody with a lyric, like a little kind of phrase or like small group of phrases that come as little kind of like together, like at once, typically like a, a little melody and a lyric. And then I will might record it on my phone. Often I'm not near my instrument. I'll just record it on my phone sometime. Yeah,
0: That's when the uh, when the inspiration hits is when you're never near the instrument.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just as long as i got a phone on me, sometimes the battery runs a bit flat, but yeah. yeah. Um, and then I sort of, when I get to a computer at some time in the future, not necessarily very soon afterwards, but at some point I'll sort of figure out the melody was, figure out the chords should be beneath it. And I sort of take it from there. That's not always how it happens, but like, I think that's recently at least that's the most common nice. way.
0: I guess it does. It does change on occasion, um, but I do want to talk about the production side of things because, like always, you know, you're a seasoned veteran in the music making game at this point. So I want to know how does the production work for you? Do you ever get any outside help on you know finishing up your records, or
1: is it solely you putting it all together in the end? Um, it is just me. I do get some friends. I don't get too many people really even listening to it. Um, before i finish it like not necessarily on purpose it's just the way it just seems to go um, i live in germany so i don't have too many friends here that are that musical at the moment um, mm. most of my friends will be at home in melbourne um, and my parents so i give it to my parents and they give me a bit of a an honest a very honest sort of opinion of it which is good um, we have slightly different musical tastes on certain things but there is quite a lot of overlap <laughs> as well i sure, guess sure. Um, sometimes and just a couple of close friends from home who are also like I played music with when I was a bit younger or or whatever that I really respect and I I send them some stuff and they give me some feelings and that's pretty much it but I I tend to like just work on it myself and I kind of you know unless I'm happy with it I guess I don't ever feel happy with it let's say right
0: I mean that makes sense I can only assume that making music by yourself can get a little bit lonely at times, and that you do need that outside perspective because if you're just listening to the same songs over and over and over, yeah, it's, I feel like it's difficult to sort of better yourself and get that outside thought on what could be changed.
1: And totally, yeah, I think every time I make something, I end up chasing my tail at some point in the process. Do you <laughs> sure. know what I mean you kind of you think you're bettering something, you end up kind of <laughs> making it worse a bit and better sense. a bit. Sometimes it's a bit of a. A long-winded thing but you know that's just the way it goes i suppose
0: very reasonable so yeah. you know considering that this is your this is your sixth album correct
1: no i've actually got quite a lot that i haven't really uploaded at the moment so on spotify i think there's six but i yeah. think i think i've finished nine <laughs> like, i've had them online before and i've taken them down and like i'm like, i'm keen to like just tune up some of the mixes because i did some of them with my, I don't have that much equipment, but like I've got a few better things at the moment that I can actually listen to it better on and probably okay. make a slightly better mix for. And yeah, so I've got a few more. No, no, I no, really That's,
0: that makes this question even better considering that you have more than I thought in the first place. Okay, so considering this is about your ninth album, I, I wanna know how do you continue to find inspiration and to try to create new things and new sounds and new messages, I feel like I mean, nine albums, some bands don't even hit two albums and look <laughs> at you. You know, so how how do you continue
1: to try for more? Um, I think the idea of being alone, I guess, in the project allows me to kind of do it whenever I want to, I suppose. And I find it to be I think if I don't do it, I feel like there's been obviously definitely times where I've paused or stopped for, you know, up to like yeah. six months or so or whatever, but I always feel like there's something I obviously like really like music and for me it's just like always sort of occurs. And once I get an idea, I feel this urge to finish it. So like, I don't necessarily search for inspiration or seek to do it. It just kind of happens. And when it happens, like I'm happy about it. Like I don't, you know, it's a good thing, I guess. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then I try to like flesh it out. Like I said, not straight away. Like sometimes I've got these ideas that are like years old on my phone or whatever. I just don't bother to, fix up or whatever but you know i i just yeah i just find some time sometimes and sit there and once i get a good idea going and it gets a bit of momentum then i get excited about it sometimes and that's when it it starts coming together
0: oh that makes I sense i guess it's better to be too motivated than you know not creative enough and you can't and you want to work on it but nothing's coming i think you're in a good position at this point
1: yeah it sort of i, I it occurs naturally i think I'm, i don't really ever sit down with the aim of writing something. That's not really, sure. I guess, how I tend to work.
0: That seems play. normal, though.
1: Yeah, it, it probably is. I yeah. think if I try to sit down and make something from nothing, like, I have done that and it has been okay, but I don't yeah. think I would normally enjoy that, or you'd probably hear it in the song as well, perhaps. I understand.
0: So, I mean, considering, I mean, for, for the most part, your music is fairly psychedelic. Like, that's the base of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know, are you going to... Potentially experiment in the future and try something new, or do you think that you found your base and you're just kind of trying to try
1: new avenues based off of that? Um, I guess it's hard to sort of say what I'll do. Like I'm, I do like things. You know, there is like a psychedelic sort of thread that runs through it all. I wouldn't necessarily sure. say every single song is psychedelic, or I just think there's like I guess some of the, the way I mix it or produce it maybe gives it a yeah. bit more of that kind of feeling. I think there are certain elements of a song that I do strive to have. I kind of like a bit of a, uh, like an atmosphere or a feeling, or like, I guess, I guess the emotion is obviously the most important right. thing, but like, I think there's a sort of, uh, it's hard to describe, but. Right.
0: I think to the untrained musical ear who has like this blanket definition of psychedelic, that's what they would call it. But yeah. listen, your uh, your. you're, you're genre of music is the music that i listen to in my normal times and i think that you know that obviously right. there's so much music that comes through and yeah sometimes it's country or sometimes it's r b but through and through i'm a psychedelic rock fan to the boat right so yeah. obviously there's so much different little experimentations and different sub genres that fall under it but mm. yeah to the to the listener that has not listened i think that it's pretty safe to say that that's what they would consider it to be
1: yeah yeah I don't disagree um and I think like I don't necessarily plan on abandoning any particular thing I do but just like I guess extending things and things I sort of enjoy I might go down those paths a bit further
0: yeah um,
1: you know recently like well I've always really liked this era of Van Morrison um I'm not sure if you're a big Van Morrison fan He's not yeah, particularly yeah. like, or at least not really no no
0: for. no but what classic but,
1: yeah but there's this era that people tend not to really associate him with but he in his career in the sort of mid-80s or from just all of the 80s really in his career I find that at the moment to be really sort of inspiring really kind of ambient mm-hmm. I kind of call it psychedelic in a way not in this obvious cliche way but in its own sort of way sure, sure. spiritual almost or like soulful it's sort of hard to describe but that's really sort of uh inspiring I suppose at the moment but there's a few other things as well that I, instead of conflicting with that idea too that I'm listening to. So of course, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah,
0: that's all right. So normally I ask people, you know, who are their musical inspirations, but I think I have a pretty good hold on who you listen to. So mm-hmm. what I really want to know is for someone that has made so much music, for someone that has clearly been doing this a little while, was there a specific artist or even a specific album? that resonated you with so resonated with you so much that it kind of convinced you to start making music or was it a slow kind
1: of transition to doing that? Um, Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I could answer that in a few ways perhaps, but when I was really young, I used to make, I always liked music when I was a kid, like from quite a young age, I was really kind of like affected by it quite strongly. I think I really liked Queen when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Queen (laughs) and I used to like record music onto like I couldn't even play an instrument. I used to, like get chopsticks and whack them <laughs> on the couch. That's how we all start, <laughs> yeah. Recorder, and like make these little albums and stuff it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And um, but then like I always made. Then I learned how to play piano a bit and guitar a bit and stuff. And I started making things a bit more musical. And then. Right, right. So I always did it as a kid and I made some albums in high school with a friend of mine, which I sometimes actually, in some color clock songs are taken from those things that I made when I was like 14 or whatever. Cool. But the thing that probably inspired me to sort of pursue it a bit more strongly was um, In A Speaker by Tame Impala as, as everyone kind of said of, you know, Tame Impala is obviously a huge band now, but, and they, they were big then as well, but, um they're obviously australian and i think like when that album came out and i kind of realized it was kevin parker almost entirely i think that kind of made me realize that not that i'm comparing myself to tim Parler, but like oh i know, didn't that, think you were at all yeah, no, but although it's, it's, the
0: similarities are there the australian the solo well, ex- the,
1: exactly it kind the, of made yeah. me realize that like you know someone doing stuff by themselves can get to that level and i could sort of see sure dumb sort of level of similarity in at least in in taste and in kind of like maybe ambition or whatever it might be It, it
0: has to be an ambition thing because i think when people listen to Tame impala for the first time and they have no knowledge of the music in the slightest right any normal person would automatically assume that it's a full band going through the normal process of you know going in the studio and laying down drums and this and that but once they learn that it's one person and it's just like you it's one person doing it it yeah. becomes a million times more impressive
1: yeah yeah and like you know i think the first time i heard like desire be desire go uh was the first one i heard i was in the car coming home from uni and i thought it was like i really like the beatles as well like you know all those yeah. things back then i really like and like i know like the whole beatles catalog let's say and i'm in the car and I, I literally thought i was like oh is this like a they found an old beatles song or something like this <laughs> right
0: yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, back then especially i think like i guess kevin had a bit of a kevin park had a bit of a john Lennonness to his voice yeah yeah, yeah and a i just i've never right. heard anything like it you know um and it's the only thing i could compare it to and then they'd said who it was after the song finished and from then on i was like always drawn to them and they obviously developed so much since then as well
0: and yeah yeah not not the same music. It used to be, but that's okay. Everyone evolves at some point. Of course.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I still think, you know,
0: they're amazing. Oh, I agree. I saw them last week. It's fantastic. Oh, nice. yeah, okay. They just did their whole West coast, Los Angeles tour. It was amazing as always, never gets old. Unfortunately, it was the only show that they didn't play one inner speaker track from. Oh, <laughs> it was nice. so sad, but obviously it's still great show. So I want to know, because you've been through this process often at this point is there something from start to finish from the writing recording and sort of genesis of the record to clicking the publish button that you Mm. enjoy the most what part of the journey stands
1: out to you I think when you realize you have a song I think is probably the best bit perhaps so like you'll have this idea and you're like okay like is this any good or useful and you'll sort of start to record it and you're like, oh, this is actually good. And you're kind of figuring out the chords that go under it. And you get the kind of feeling that you sort of try to make it as you imagined it to be. And I think that process is quite early in the procedure, I would say, yeah. is probably the most exciting part because the rest of it happens so slowly that you don't ever get this kind of rush of feeling, typically. Like the biggest kind of rush, I think, comes when it's in its almost as soon as you get the idea, is kind of the most exciting part I think and from then on the kind of the more difficult part I'd say is making it sound like it was meant to be as you kind of imagined it originally I'd say right. that's it probably it's like satisfying when it's done obviously and you, there's you're sure, sure. along the way but I think that initial part when you realize you've got an idea that you are in, you know excited by I think that's actually probably the the most exciting bit in a way
0: And I know this might be a difficult question to answer, especially because it's one person making the music, but when do you know when something is truly finished? Like, when do you throw in the towel and say, okay, I think it's actually done this time?
1: I think um, it can be hard to tell, but I think it's, sometimes you can just sort of, if I come back to it multiple times, you know, unprepared for it, let's say, and I listen to it and it Sounds like I don't want to change something, mm-hmm. then I probably consider it to be done. And like obviously, there's other things right. I have to be happy. Yeah, yeah but like, yeah, like if I come because sometimes you work on it for so long, like I said earlier, you kind of end up going down a bit with it. You kind of make it a bit worse, and you sort of you sort of you think something sounds right. harsh, and you change it, and you come back to it like two days later, and you're like, oh, that <laughs> sounds like i've got some problems with it. So if you <laughs> keep doing right. that, and eventually. I'm def- I'm not very efficient with this whole process. I could probably be a lot more streamlined if I had a few more hands exactly. in it, but I, I, I sort of seem to. There's to no find-
0: right or wrongs though. Everyone has their own way of doing things, and especially yeah. because you don't have three or four other people in the band telling you their opinions,
1: you can kind of do yeah. whatever you want
0: as long as as long as you like it. You're the one spending the time and putting the energy into it.
1: Of course. Yeah. But I think, yeah, to answer your question, I think it is like, if I come back to it over a few days separately and each time I listen to it, it's satisfying or like, it's sure. not problematic. I think by then I'm like, this is, this is done. There you go.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to preface this question by letting everyone know that I highly recommend they listen to the entire album from start to finish because mm-hmm. it's fantastic. But for the uninitiated, colored clocks listener, if you had to recommend one or two songs off the record for them to listen to to kind of get a taste of what to expect, what would you recommend?
1: Um, I think my favorite one is "What's a Man." Probably uh, the one I'm like the one I'm probably the most happy with. I suppose is that song. <laughs> sure, no. Um. And I also quite like All Friends. I don't know if they're necessarily indicative of the album as a whole, but All Friends is, is another one that I kind of, you wow. know, that one's got auto-tune on the vocals as an effect, and i never done that before, but yeah. I, don't know. Cool. I kind of think it sounds cool. And I it think sounds- it sounds
0: cool too. What drove you to use that effect after all these years of
1: not? Um, I downloaded, like, you know, I didn't end up sort of spending much money on plugins or anything, and I just found this auto-tune app. Cool. And it was free and I was like, oh, cool. And I downloaded it and I did a cover just for myself of Slave to Love Okay. by Roxy Music. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a Brian Ferry. I'm not sure if it's one or the other, but it's, you know, that project. And um, I put auto-tune on it and I was like, wow, that sounds so much better with the auto-tune. <laughs> and I just kind of like added some weird inflections and made the, you know. Sure, sure. Like rush through a whole bunch of notes and, you know, as how auto-tune works. but. Right. I quite liked it. And I had that song, All Friends, and I hadn't put auto-tune on it. And it was like, it wasn't finished either, but then I whacked auto-tune on it. And I was like, whoa, because I-, I recorded it in a similar way. with sure, a similar amber sure. of the instruments to my cover of Slave to Love that I still have somewhere. Makes and sense. I was like, oh yeah, okay. So I'm going to keep it like that, I think. And that's what I decided to do.
0: There you go. I think auto-tune when used properly and not, you know, used too much can, really make a song better at points and it sort of yeah. hides you from yourself a little bit you know what I mean you can yeah. do things it's like this little added boost of confidence
1: yeah it does make it a little bit easier to listen to I think sometimes yeah um for, my, for myself at least I think like this I also, yeah I, I hate wasn't... my own
0: voice I, I hate I would never go back and watch interviews because I don't like hearing myself talk and
1: yeah, I don't think yeah.
0: anyone likes hearing themselves talk so it's a little I weird, don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. You got to get, I get used to that, but it takes yeah. some time. But um, there's also like, just add something, there was a Paul McCartney song where he used auto-tune. It was really? released after Egypt Station, yeah. Um, oh, 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 yeah. And, um, and yeah, that was actually quite liked the way, it, it was a similar effect, like that kind of like, you know, the obvious yeah. of auto-tune, but I think it kind of had a good effect on it. Or at least with me, I kind of liked it. Nice.
0: I mean, yeah, for someone like him who's been making music for you know 50 years, Throw yeah. some auto try some new things.
1: Yeah, no, I thought it was good. I agree.
0: So, hypothetically speaking, what does the next year of your life look like? In a perfect mm-hmm. world, mind you, in a perfect world of getting out and touring and no
1: complications. Um. So, at the moment, I live in Cologne, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm a school teacher during the day. Nice. Um. I think what I would like to do is like have a bit more time to to make the next project i'm working on some stuff now that i think is like it's exciting i suppose and i think it's going to be good i've got lots of stuff that i've got on my computer and my phone that's like you know let's say 50 percent done sure Um, so i'd like to go through that soon and really and i will go through it pretty soon as well but like that kind of sounding good i think i'm quite happy with my progress in terms of like quality Recently, at least, I think I sort of progressed a bit and I think I've got a few ideas that I'm I'm sort of changing myself in a way I hadn't before. So I think that stuff coming out um, and becoming as I want it to be, let's say musically, like sounding complete and finished and then getting a bit of a feel <laughs> together. I'm thinking of visiting London a bit if I can because I'm pretty close to London and we can go there now, at least at the moment we can. Right, right. <laughs> and like I met some people when I was there. I went there about two weeks ago. And I met some people there and I was thinking of maybe trying to get some gigs happening there um, and maybe getting some, some friends there musically and try and get some networks happening there. So just sort of starting a bit more of a, a social connection with some of the songs and like, cause like I haven't been able to do that so much recently, at least trying to get a bit more of a, just to sort of spread it around a bit and get people involved with it and get to know other people and what they're doing and, and stuff. So yeah, like, I'd also like to sort of send some songs through to other artists um, yeah. or labels or whatever and see if they enjoy them enough to, to use them. You know, there's lots of things I'd like to do. Um, but I guess for me, at least, it all begins with like the song itself. Right. Um,
0: that's a full-time like job. It. Yeah. It's a full-time job doing this thing. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, James, I got one more question for you at this point. And mm-hmm. that's how I like to close these up. Basically, what I want to know is... For the person that is going to discover you from this, and for the person that is going to listen to your music for the first time, what is an opening message that you like
1: to say to them as they uh, click the play button? Um, I think, I think I'd probably encourage them not to be too, like, to have too many thoughts. I think I'd kind of go, look, just open mind, just you know, no, no sort of pre-message, just like go for it see so what you think i think yeah like uh, i'd almost encourage a lack of thought <laughs> <If that's laughs> no not, i don't mean it like that but you know what i mean like i'd encourage What's like it? an open canvas of just just play i agree
0: i think if they have ears and they work they will <laughs> enjoy this record <laughs> so, Hope no. Hope so i
1: that's think the- that's
0: i think that's uh, how you know perfect ending to this okay. i'm gonna let everyone know once again the floral emblem is out it's been out Stream it. Follow along. Seriously, your entire catalog is fantastic, and there's more music on the way. It sounds like never ending, so I'm excited. But seriously, I, I do want to thank you so much that we could make this work. I could hear about this record,
1: and uh, I think everyone out there is really going to enjoy it. Cool. Thanks, Austin. Thanks, heaps. um Yeah, it was a great interview. Uh, well, I enjoyed it at least. And uh, yeah, man,
0: so did I. We'll we'll yeah. definitely be talking soon. Thank you so much, and uh, have a good night. Cheers. Bye-bye.